HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. I'm Dan Glickberg from Fairway Market with another useful Thanksgiving tip. If you're buying your turkey early, make sure you store it on the bottom shelf in the back of your fridge. That'll keep it cool enough until the big day. For more Thanksgiving tips, log on to FairwayMarket.com. Welcome to Let's Get Real on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Erica Wise, your host. And uh, if you were watching TV or on the subway or something and you saw an ad, and the ad was for a new beverage, and this beverage had zero calories, no sugar, no corn syrup, no artificial sweeteners, no colors or flavors, artificial colors or flavors, And this beverage hydrated you better than almost anything else you could find and was refreshing and pure as a mountain stream. Would you buy it? And what if that beverage was more highly regulated than any other beverage found on the grocery store shelf with stricter standards for purity and cleanliness and actually regulated by a different agency than regulates other beverages? Now, I'd be very tempted to buy it if I saw that and I learned all that. And I'm not easily tempted to buy anything because I'm kind of cheap and I'm skeptical by nature. But what if the price on the bottle was zero and you didn't even have to go to the store to get it? All you had to do was get up off your couch and walk to your kitchen sink. Then sign me up because if it's free, I'm buying. So, of course, I'm not talking about some new super drink or smart soda, or power water. I'm actually just talking about water. Well, you know, that saying, there's water, water everywhere. And almost every drop of it is clean and safe and regulated by the EPA. And best of all, it's free. I know it's unbelievable when you think about it that we live in a country where we have access 
to clean, safe, free drinking water. Now, most of us, I have to say, have access to that because there are plenty of polluted municipal water systems. That's another show. But it's free. We have free drinking water right there in the water fountain, in the sink. It's amazing. If you've ever traveled in the third world, you know what I'm talking about. You can't drink the water. You can't even brush your teeth with it. I mean, we're really lucky that way. It's amazing. I was in Portland a couple months ago, Oregon, and they have these water fountains in downtown Portland that you don't even push a button. The water just constantly comes bubbling up out of them. All you have to do is bend over. And like I said, I say most of us are lucky because there are places in the U.S. where the water is contaminated by agricultural and industrial pollutants, and that's a big problem. And now in certain regions of the Northeast, we have the threat of hydrofracking for natural gas, which could potentially destroy our water system and put an end to all of our clean water. But that's another topic for someone else's show. Here in the New York City area, we have some of the purest, cleanest H2O in the country. And did I mention that it's free? I don't pay for water. So if we have access to this like miracle beverage... It's free. It's got no calories. It's got no coloring in it. And it's there for the taking. Why do we sometimes think that if we find other water in a bottle or buy other water in a bottle, it's somehow better? Like taking something as perfect as water and putting it into a plastic bottle may actually be the ultimate in foodiness. I think that that may be foodiness in its purest form. Because you're taking something that is so simple and pure and natural. And then you're putting it into a plastic bottle, putting it on a truck, shipping it, putting it on a grocery store shelf, making somebody pay for it, drink it, have to dispose of that bottle, and taking it down all those steps away from its purest form. So I would say bottled water maybe is in the Foodiness Hall of Fame as like the number one product, but maybe we should call it drinkiness instead. Now, did you know that your tap water is regulated by the EPA? The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, which has its own set of problems, believe me, but the EPA regulates tap water. Bottled water is regulated by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, who really have their own set of problems. I mean, seriously, like if you wanted an agency to be regulating something you ingest, you're better off with EPA than FDA. Now, let me get real with you about all that bottled water that maybe you've been drinking all these years because maybe you thought that bottled water was better than tap and healthier for you and cleaner and purer. Bottled water companies are not required to report the source of their water or It's quality. Not required. They don't have to report where it comes from, what's in it, the quality of it. Don't have to report it. So it's pretty much like a total crapshoot when you buy it. Some of them are just bottling municipal tap water. That's what Dasani is. Dasani is made by Coca-Cola. They take Atlanta city water, put it in bottles, ship it all over the country, and sell it to you. Now, not to mention all the plastic bottles, of course, the BPA in the plastic that leaches into your water, the carbon footprint of all that shipping, the manufacture of all the plastic, the recycling or not recycling all the plastic, blah, 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 blah. I could go on and on and bore you with all of that. Why would you buy bottled water? 
especially why would you let's say there was like truth in advertising or let's say like companies actually had to put what was on the label i mean what was on the product on the label i've talked about this before like if a product actually said what it contained would you buy it so if bottled water label said this bottle contains tap water that costs a lot more and potentially has chemicals and toxins in it and is really bad for the environment and may potentially be much less pure than your actual municipal tap water would you buy it no you probably would not but the labels don't have to say that so maybe you do and that's foodiness right it's something pretending to be something that it isn't and not being honest about what it really is. A man, I usually say it's a manufactured doppelganger. But in this case, the water's not even manufactured. It's just poorer quality water. Now, we all need to drink. We're human. We all need, you know, those are the things we need, right? Air, food, water. Isn't that like Maslow's hierarchy or something? I remember learning about that. We can only go about five days without water. I looked it up. People argue between like three days and seven days. So, you know, I just split the difference. Five days or so without water before we drop dead, basically. So it's fundamental for us to stay alive. We need it. And for hundreds of years, people have been drinking it. Although in the U.S., before we had clean, safe drinking water, people didn't drink water because it wasn't always safe, especially in the cities. So what did they drink instead? Beer, cider. But now we have safe water. And so somewhere along the way in the past like 50 years or so, or really more like in the past 20 years or so, we've kind of given water up for other drinks that we have been kind of convinced are better than water, better at quenching our thirst, better for us, make us stronger, faster. Kind of in the same way that foodiness food has convinced us that foodiness products are better than actual real food. Foodiness drinks, or even worse, foodiness water, have us thinking that there's something almost inherently bad about tap water, or even that drinking water isn't good and that we need something enhanced. I've had people at work, where I work in rest- I used to work in restaurants, in the kitchen I would be drinking tap water and people would be looking at me horrified that I was drinking tap water, like there was something wrong with me. I can tell you what's wrong with me. I don't like wasting money on bottled water. <laughs> That's why I own two houses because I don't buy water. So enhanced water, water with electrolytes, water that makes you smart or gives you energy or a competitive edge or has exotic flavors like dragon fruit added to it. I love that, dragon fruit. I've eaten dragon fruit. It has almost no flavor, but it's exciting sounding. Water with added sugars or artificial sweeteners, colors, synthetic nutrients, caffeine, water that makes you calm or blissed. Or orgasmic or tan. Water with added konjac to make you feel full and not eat and therefore be thin. Konjac, by the way, is a fiber from an Asian yam. It's very, very gooey and sort of viscous. And if you eat konjac, it can actually stick in your throat and choke you to death. People have died from it. People in Asia die from it. And it's actually banned in Europe. But here we use it to enhance our water. We buy drinks that claim they can do a better job than plain old water, that hydrate us better, that possess all kinds of magical properties and abilities. Drinks that make us smarter when they're really just making us dumb enough to spend our hard-earned and sometimes scarce cash on them. I don't think spending your money on water makes you any smarter. And I'm not even going to talk about soda here. 
right? This is a show about drinks. The show is called, if it comes in a bottle, don't drink it unless it's booze. I don't even really want to get into soda. I mean, we all know that soda is just water with dyes and flavors and corn syrup added. And I think we can all agree that soda is, you know, just not good for us. A lot of people drink too much of it. (coughs) Sorry. We should just avoid it completely altogether. Soda is loaded with sugar and corn syrup and artificial sweeteners. The carbonation in it is really bad for your bones. Did you know that? Carbonation leaches calcium out of your bones and makes them porous and much more prone to breakage. And soda has zero nutritional value in it. So why would you ingest it? Even, you know, ginger ale, which seems so innocuous and harmless and and almost even like beneficial. Ooh, ginger. Ginger's from the east. It's medicinal. It's probably good for me. Even ginger ale is only partially flavored with actual ginger. It's not even all real ginger flavoring in ginger ale. And there's this new ad on TV for ginger ale that shows a ginger farm. And it shows these people pulling ginger plants up from the field. But where the roots should be at the base of the plant are bottles of ginger ale. Implying, of course, that the ginger from this ginger ale come, you know, is grown on a real farm and it's really good ginger. Do you think that kids who grow up watching that ad will think that ginger ale grows on a farm? I think the ad would have actually been much more effective if some of the plants had ginger on the end and some of the plants had ginger ale on the end. But I don't work in advertising. So as I pointed out in the past, foodiness is opportunistic. Knowing that the elite, the elite, the food elite, people like me, know that Coke and Sprite, ginger ale, are bad and water is good, They stepped in. They saw that opportunity. They're opportunistic. They stepped in to make foodiness water and foodiness water drinks to fill that niche, to fill that yawning chasm, that vacuum where the people who are aware or sort of know they shouldn't drink soda stopped drinking it or maybe never drank it. But there was this opening for them. So they stepped in to make these foodiness drinks and foodiness waters, which are waters and dyes and colors and corn syrups and artificial sweeteners and the artificial sweeteners, which are probably even worse than the corn syrup. Kind of sounds like soda, doesn't it? (laughs) But they put those drinks in these kind of beautifully shaped bottles with very seductive names and these mysterious foreign ingredients like konjac and dragon fruit and acai. And maybe they throw in some green tea to give it some sort of healthy legitimacy, make it seem like something really beneficial. Ooh, green tea, they drink that in Japan. Those people are really healthy. If we drink green tea, we'll be really healthy too. And so then here we go again, tumbling down that rabbit hole of foodiness into the world of Alice and her bottles of potions, begging her to drink me, making her gigantic or tiny or thin or smart or younger or taller. That's the one I would buy if they made... A drink that promised to make you grow taller. I would give up this entire foodiness thing and I would drink it because I am 4'11 and it's not fair. But Alice, don't do it. Don't drink those little bottles. Stay away from those bottles with the little tags on them. Get out of that rabbit hole now and just go and drink yourself some plain old tap water. Foodiness is insidious. We know that. It creeps up on you in all kinds of places and it gets you to eat things that don't belong in food and drink things that don't belong in drinks. Like that konjac fiber. I mean, why would you drink that? It's like the water has become a vehicle for selling a banned substance. It's like if they made DDT popsicles 
or red dye number two pasta sauce. Why would you ever want to ingest something like that? And and while I'm speaking of green tea, which I just was, what is up with all the green tea? Green tea on its own is a beautiful thing, unmolested by foodiness. One of the purest plants on the pro- on the planet. People have been drinking it for centuries. It's full of beneficial compounds. It's lower in caffeine. It has this really nice, pleasant, grassy flavor. It's really good for you. It's drunk by the gallon, or I guess by the liter, by billions of Asians every day. In Japan, there are vending machines that sell cans of unsweetened green tea, and you can get them hot or cold right out of the vending machine. Hot tea, right out of the machine. And I once went to a conveyor belt sushi place in Tokyo. I love those. You kind of sit at a counter and the sushi comes by on a little belt. And they had a little tap at each seat that had unlimited green tea on demand for free, which I loved, of course. Like that was the beverage. That was your standard beverage was the hot green tea. Of course, that's what you drink. So why does our green tea in the U.S. come in a gigantic can grown in Arizona? There's no tea grown in Arizona. I've been to Arizona three times now, hiked in the desert. I've seen a lot of plants, a lot of cacti. I have never seen any green tea growing in the desert. And an eight-ounce serving of that Arizona green tea, an eight-ounce serving has 17 grams of sugar and 70 calories. You know how big an eight-ounce serving of something is? Think of like your little cup of yogurt, your basic little yogurt. That's six ounces. Make a fist, unless you have gigantic hands. Make a fist. That's about an eight-ounce serving. Who drinks eight ounces of anything once they're off baby formula? I mean, eight ounces is the size of the little cups of soda that I used to be allowed to drink in restaurants when I was a little kid, and I was given, you know, the very rare chance to drink soda. And it came in this little eight-ounce cup because I was a kid. The whole can of Arizona green tea has 210 calories and 51 grams of sugar. That's more than you should eat in an entire day of sugar. And now they sell an extra sweet variety of Arizona green tea too with 270 calories and 69 grams of sugar. That's the equivalent of 17 little packets of sugar. And people drink the whole can. It's not like they look at the can and say, oh, I'll only drink eight ounces. Green tea is actually supposed to slightly raise your metabolic rate to help you burn calories throughout the day. But if your green tea is the kind that's grown in Arizona, I think you are losing the battle there. So we're going to take a very quick break. When we get back, more about foodiness drinks. Welcome back to Let's Get Real on Heritage Radio Network. Thank you, Grace Slick and the Jefferson Airplane, for that. That song's been in my head all day thinking about this show. Anyway, speaking of green tea, I mean, I think the bigger the bigger danger, well, I mean, the, the danger of 69 grams of sugar a day is a lot, but the bigger danger is that I think there's going to be this whole generation 
growing up that doesn't actually know what real tea is because they've never had just brewed green tea or just brewed tea. They've had Arizona tea or they've had sweet tea. They've had McDonald's sweet tea. Or the other day I was walking by a Popeye's and they had these gigantic posters in their window trumpeting the fact that their iced tea is sweetened with cane sugar. And they had a, you know, this beautiful drawing of sugar cane. Well, that's still pretty sweet stuff. I mean, maybe just serve the tea without the sugar. I don't know. But anyway, I want to get back also to um, that konjac stuff here for a minute. Now, the konjac comes in a um, in this new line of bottled waters that I've seen called Neuro. Have you heard about Neuro? This is what I saw advertised on the subway and got me kind of started thinking about this show. I started seeing ads for these foodiness monsters a few months ago. Now, Neuro waters, I think, have really hit an all-time new low in the foodiness pantheon. I mean, I might, I might say that these are as far down the foodiness rabbit hole as we can go. I mean, Neuro has us down that rabbit hole so far that we may never find a way out again. Because they claim that they now have a bottled water and each one comes in a different bottle and is a different color. And the bottles are beautiful, by the way, but they also kind of look like sex toys to me, which is a little weird. Actually, what they look like to me is shampoo, not something I would want to drink. But they have these waters that they claim, you know, they have a niche water sort of for, for everything we need. They have one to give us sun and they have one to help us sleep and they have one to make us smarter and they have ones to make us horny and they have one to make us better at sports and they have one called sonic that helps you focus they all start with s actually and they have every s word except sustenance there's no actual sustenance in these drinks just lies and foodiness bullshit marketing oh and also each one has nine grams of sugar which isn't too bad on, you know, in the scale compared to, you know, Arizona iced tea. But remember, tap water has zero and just tea has zero. So let's get real here about Neuro Water's foodiness claims to make you virile and smart and young and rested and beautiful and tan and all those things we want to be, except maybe not tan. Let's start with Neurosonic. So Neurosonic is the one that's supposed to help you focus. Now, Neurosonic has something in it called alpha-GPC. And alpha-GPC is a supplement that is being studied for the treatment of Alzheimer's. And the recommended dosage for Alzheimer's is between 300 and 1,200 milligrams a day. The Neurosonic proprietary blend of additives is 475 milligrams, but that actually includes other ingredients, most notably caffeine and taurine, both stimulants. Of course, it's going to make you focus. It's full of caffeine and taurine. You could have a cup of tea. That helps me focus. So it's probably not enough of that alpha GPC to even make a difference. And not that it's that alpha GPC has ever actually been found to increase cognitive performance in people without Alzheimer's. It's only been tested on people with Alzheimer's. And also it has something in it called inositol, which has been studied for treating OCD spectrum disorders and some B vitamins, which are supposed to make you calm. Although all that caffeine and taurine is probably going to knock the calmness off the charts. Now, I don't know about you, but if there are drugs that they're testing on people with Alzheimer's and OCD spectrum disorders, I don't really want to be messing around with those. I don't have either of those things yet. 
So I don't want to drink them. It also has resveratrol in it, which is one of the very hot kind of new added nutrients. Resveratrol is what comes in red wine. It's what you get from red wine. And um, it's supposed to be what's contributing to the French paradox, which is how fat, you know, how, how fat people, how French people can eat a lot of fat and smoke and still manage to have less heart disease than us. And that's why resveratrol is so hot right now. Why not just drink the red wine? Remember the show title? Unless it's booze, just drink a glass of red wine every night instead. And probably the reason why the French aren't dropping of heart disease like us is because they don't have any foodiness. Well, they have some. They actually have a lot more now than they used to, but still not as much. Okay, so that's a neurosonic. The next one is called Neurogasm. And that also has caffeine and L-theanine, which are both ingredients in green tea. So why not just drink green tea? It also has alpha-GPC, the Alzheimer's drug, and resveratrol. It also has B vitamins. So it's pretty much the same thing as neurosonic, the neurogasm. So where's the gasm? What's it doing? I'm not really sure what's going on with that one either. Now there's neurosun. Now neurosun has vitamin D added to it to combat the vitamin D insufficiency that apparently is raging rampant in the U.S. and Europe. Now... We get our vitamin D from the sun, but most of us are vitamin D deficient, and so milk is fortified with vitamin D. It has to be. And milk consumption has also gone way down. So people are drinking less milk, and they're spending more time inside listening to internet radio shows. So they're not getting their vitamin D. So you know what, people? Drink more milk. Put the internet radio show on your iPod and go outside. You don't need NeuroSun. Now, NeuroSleep, this one cracks me up. NeuroSleep has melatonin in it. We've all heard of melatonin, right? That's a hormone that the body produces. Your levels of melatonin increase at the end of the day and during sleep. And it's a fairly common, safe supplement. People take it. So just take melatonin. Because I'm thinking if you drink that bottle of NeuroSleep to go to sleep, won't you just wake up in the middle of the night anyway because you now have to pee from it? That's not helping me sleep. Then there's NeuroAqua, which is just water that they add some uh, magnesium and calcium to which you can get from food. And uh, the Environmental Working Group did a whole study on bottled waters, and they actually gave an F to NeuroAqua for very poor transparency and uh, levels of uh, additives, not additives too, but uh, what am I trying to say? It didn't pass the standards. According to the Environmental Working Group, the product doesn't even meet the labeling laws in California and can't be sold. Just drink water. Right now, NeuroBliss is supposed to make you relax. It has L-theanine, which is an amino acid in green tea. So basically, it's the same thing as Neurogasm minus the caffeine and a few other things. Well, why don't you just relax? Maybe do some yoga. Maybe put down your iPhone. Maybe just drink some green tea. It all seems to be coming back to green tea. Now, NeuroSport has 12 minerals and electrolytes for replenishing yourself after a workout. And like drinking Gatorade, most of those are totally unnecessary for your everyday gym goer. You can get all that stuff from your food. And the only people who really need to replenish their electrolytes are people who are hardcore endurance athletes who need that after running for hours on end or doing endurance sports. You're 20 minutes on the treadmill. You don't really need to be drinking Gatorade. And then there's my favorite, which is NeuroTrim. Now, this is the one that has the konjac in it. So the fiber from the Asian yam that I told you about. 
So konjac poses a choking risk when it's consumed in candy. And that's why it's been banned in the EU because there have been several fatal choking accidents with it. As of 2008, 17 people have died from choking on konjac since 1995. So uh, actually, Japan's largest manufacturer of konjac halted production because a 21-month-old Japanese boy died from eating konjac. So I would say to sum it up about neuro drinks, they're all basically water with some caffeine and also some weird combination of vitamins and minerals, although probably not in any sort of levels to actually make a difference. And it comes in a bottle that looks like shampoo or a sex toy. So why would you buy them? So we need to get real about hydration because you do need to keep yourself hydrated. But you know what? This is like the easiest one of all. It is so easy to get real when it comes to hydration. All you have to do is not buy anything that comes in a bottle and instead just drink that water that comes out of your sink. Now, I would recommend filtering your sink water because if you live in a city like New York, chances are there's lead in your water from the pipes of your building. And if you use like a Brita filter, that takes out about 80% of the lead. And you really, you really don't want to be eating lead or in- ingesting that. But of all the subject areas that I've been covering on the show for the past 10 episodes, I have to say that this one, in terms of foodiness and getting real about it, is probably the easiest one. You know, I talked about eggs and getting real eggs, you know, requires total dedication because you have to go to the farmer's market and all your supermarket eggs are foodiness eggs. And same thing with meat. You have to find grass-fed meat and that's really far. And don't even get me started on fruit because that's a whole other issue of finding real fruit. You know, and the point is that usually choosing real food over foodiness requires a lot of work and dedication. As I like to say, food is inconvenient, while foodiness is too convenient. But in this case, real food or real hydration is actually more convenient than its foodiness doppelganger. You don't have to go to the farmer's water market. You can just go to your kitchen. It takes less effort to drink tap water than it takes to go to the store and buy vitamin water. It's like your get-out-of-foodiness-free card. Probably the only one we'll ever come across together. So it's kind of a very easy path up out of that foodiness rabbit hole. If it comes in a bottle, don't drink it. Unless it's booze, of course. I have no problem with that. As long as you're not mixing it with soda. And at the grocery store, all you have to do is just stay away from that drink section. And that'll be your big step up out of the foodiness, drinkiness rabbit hole. You could just drink water, but you could also just drink tea, unsweetened black tea, unsweetened green tea. Maybe put a little honey in it. It's delicious that way. A little bit of lemon in there. Maybe brew some coffee and drink iced coffee. I have no problem with that. You could drink juice. I grew up drinking a lot of juice. I think it's what kind of made me fat as a kid. I have some issues with juice. We'll probably do a whole show on it eventually. Maybe water your juice down with some good plain old water just so you don't get that big sugar hit from the juice and let me get real with you here really real you don't need to buy smart water water is already smart buying smart water once you know what's really in it makes you not so smart so how about just drinking some water and maybe also getting a good night's sleep and eating some real food and unplugging for a while maybe go outside calming down, seeing the sun, relax, get some exercise. 
climb up out of the rabbit hole and take a look at what's out there. Maybe you won't need a drink for every little chronic ailment. Now, I think I may have actually a theory about those neuro drinks. And my theory is that neuro drinks were invented by the people who don't want us to have health care in this country anymore. They're positioned in the market to be the alternative to health care. You know, as we lose all of our health benefits because they're too expensive, you can just go to the store and find the right neuro drink and self-medicate with it for $1.50, $2 bottle. So if you don't want to drink shit, make sure you keep listening to Let's Get Real. I also just want to mention that I was a speaker at Occupy Big Food at Occupy Wall Street this past weekend, and it was a huge success. We had a really great time. I was there with Marion Nessel from NYU and Kristen Wortman, who's a writer for Grist and the Huffington Post, who I want to thank because she put the whole thing together and uh, invited me to speak. And there's a really great video of the speech that I did, and you can find it on YouTube. Just search for my name. You can also find it on my website, which is letsgetrealshow.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. I've just changed my Twitter name to Let's Get Real Show. So you can follow me on that. And of course, you can also always find the show on Facebook. And remember that you can listen to any Heritage Radio show ever made on iTunes or archived on the Heritage Radio Network site. So have a great Thanksgiving. Eat some real food. Drink some real water. Drink some good wine for me. Get outside. Enjoy the weather. And we'll see you next week.